0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. Around the table with me this morning is Vinny Henke from Valley Life Community Church. Vinny, how are you this morning?
1: Very well, Russ. Good morning.
0: Do you want to just give a little blurt for your church as we begin here today?
1: Yeah, we're in North Meridian uh, on the corner of Locust Grove in Chinden. We love the gospel, we love one another, and we love telling other people
0: about both. Also with us today is Ben Rao from the Well Church. You are on staff as a pastoral intern, is that do I That's this correct? That's
2: correct, yes, yeah, pastoral intern
0: as a pastoral intern do you want to give a little <laughs> shout out for the, the well church
2: yeah uh so the Well church is in boise um 1400 north cole road um all the things that vinnie said about his church also apply um for us um, and we we'd love to see you there
0: and ryan hempel from treasure valley reform presbyterian church yep. um, a, a relatively new church plant to the area
3: yeah we uh, started last june so june of 2021 and uh, you can find us at com or uh, in old near Old Town Meridian, just at mm-hmm. the corner of State Avenue, East State Avenue, and 3rd.
0: And I'm Russ Herman, the pastor of Cloverdale United Reformed Church, and it is a pleasure being with you guys. We have been talking about the state of theology, a survey Ligonier Ministries does every two years, and they're just trying to put their finger on the pulse of where... Um, churchgoers in America, where, where their beliefs are. And we've just been talking through the survey. Um, you can go to the stateoftheology.com and take the survey yourself, and that might be a worthwhile exercise. We're not directing you there to try to create false guilt. And, and <laughs> the, yes, there are right and wrong answers according to the Bible on these questions. Um, and hopefully, us spending time with these issues is just directing you back to God's word. And hopefully, we are doing so in a way that is not beating you up, but encouraging you to be faithful in your belief system. So, we've been dealing with yesterday, we talked about human sexuality. And today, we're going to look at some questions. God created male and female. 99% of evangelicals agree with that. Good. So, that's that's positive then you get to the question that's following that that gender identity is a matter of choice and the strength of the response then changes that evangelicals aren't as solid on their response on that gender identity is a matter of for, um, choice the answer to the correct answer biblical answer to that is No, No, it's not. It's not a matter of choice. However, I believe what is it? Forty percent of evangelicals think that it actually is. Is that correct?
2: Thirty-seven percent.
0: Thirty-seven percent
2: agree that gender identity is a matter of choice.
0: Okay, so we've got a we've got a job to do this morning, (laughs) Mm. and and perhaps somewhat
2: more disturbingly, only fifty-four percent strongly disagree. Mm.
0: So let's talk our reader through. Why is gender identity not a matter of choice? Let's help ground our listener in what the Bible teaches on this particular issue.
1: Well, I think the the first question in terms of God created male and female begins with biblical testimony right from the creation narrative. Mm. Then it aligns <coughs> with uh, our experience in reality. So those are easy But I think the the cultural narrative and and the the separation of gender and sex that we just hear about all of the time has taken root and supplemented those other two. So now we've separated them. And the reason why uh, gender identity is not a matter of choice is because we don't make a distinction between sex and gender. They are interwoven into who God has designed you to be. Mm -hmm. and He has not made a mistake. You are who God has created you to be, holy and fully
0: why is there such a strong push in our society today that to to try to to say that gender identity is a matter of choice so i'm the old guy in the room but when i was a kid this wasn't even a conversation i mean it wasn't even remotely being talked about um, by anybody not just it just wasn't on the table as a conversation why is but today it's very dominant why is that such a dominant storyline today about trying to not only say it's okay for people to to make their own choice on I- identity but to kind of push them to make a choice.
3: Last week when we looked at the idea of, you know, sin and a small sin, you know, whether that sends you to hell or not, but in in that conversation, you know, we agreed that biblically, sin at its core is a rebellion against Mm -hmm. god and one of the things that apostle paul does in his letter to the romans in that first chapter is he gives kind of this spiraling downward of uh sin and the prevalence of sin and it all begins with a rejection and a lack of acknowledging god of who who he is and his authority so i think what we're seeing here is just a the logical fruit and the natural fruit of what We, as in our society, have been pushing for many years of throwing off God's control and rebelling against him. And uh, one of the things that we are doing here, ultimately, you know, all sin at its root is idolatry. We're putting our desires above that of God. But here we're actually dictating to God who is what gender. Like, I am the God of my own life. I'll decide what gender I am,
1: despite what God has made me. Yeah, Paul's language there is the exchange of worship of the creator for the creation. Yep. Well, what greater worship of creation than the, is the worship of myself in which I can remake myself according to my own image, my own internal image of myself, Right. where now the, the outward world has to conform to my inward reality, which is a, a subversion of me conforming to outward reality.
3: Right. And I think one lie that the society has placed upon that the church is just kind of drunk in is this idea that God's ultimate concern is that you and I are happy mm-hmm. and it's not that he doesn't want us to be happy, but his primary concern is one, his glory, but then also our holiness mm-hmm. and he wants us to be holy so that we can be with him and enjoy him forever. And so, you know, this, cause, and, and I mentioned that cause the common refrain is like, well, this is, I, I feel at peace transitioning to this other gender or I, I, I feel whole. It's like, well, that's not God's primary purpose that you feel whole in the sin. He wants you to hate it, and he wants you to be holy.
0: It's, Maybe this, Oh, it, go ahead, man.
2: It's, it's, it's just, no, I was just thinking, it's, it's really strange to me that it's a kind of, people feel that they need to, to justify their behavior. So so one of the ways that they justify their behavior is to say, well, no, I, I identify as, as the opposite sex. And so therefore, these these feelings that I have, um, that I'm going to act on, are, are, are right and good. Why? Why do? Why do people need to justify that in in
0: that way? Hmm. It's um, it, it's puzzling to me. <laughs> well, maybe this is is not good to, to to go where I'm going to go in a minute. But you guys can, can save me from myself. <laughs> we'll pull you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you have the opening of of God's word in Genesis, you have God's good creation. And in that good creation he has created male and female and part of that creation is is the creation of marriage. Mm-hmm. And he's created male and female for one another. And so when you do this idea that gender identity is a matter of choice, you're defying at least in some way this good gift of creation. Mm male and female, Mm -hmm. two separate entities that God defined. But at the same time, and this is where homosexuality is related, at least in thought process, you're taking a good gift of marriage and saying, no, God created a marriage as a male and a female, but I want to define it on my terms as two females or two males um, and in, so in some ways, the thought process is similar. I understand that you're dealing with different categories, different entities. And so sometimes people get uncomfortable in saying, well, you're just trying to 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 slur something else by bringing them all together. I'm not actually, I think I'm just trying to be logical in saying that the core underneath of them, the foundation under both of them is the same. It manifests itself in different ways. But at the end, it's both saying, no, I don't actually think God did create correctly. I have a better view about what it is. So this is where you guys can kind of talk me back off the edge if I went someplace I should not have gone.
1: No, I think it's the same. Again, it's the same thing. It's the exchanging of the worship of the Creator for the worship of the creation and setting myself up to be God and determine Mm -hmm. my own reality. Insert whatever you want in there. Sexual, sexual sin, gender identity, greed. I mean, you plug in your sin, and when you when you create yourself and lift yourself up to be the author or master of your own life, uh, you, you're messing with the design of the creator. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it even just, if you can step back and remove yourself and just just observe this, what's going on, you can say, wait, this, do you understand how... In the end, ridiculous. Some of this is. I, I knew a young guy that was saying, "Well, I identify as a female," and he was dating a young girl who was saying that she identified as a as a man. And I'm I want to just say to both of them, a boy and a girl like each other. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> but they did this whole flipping it. Yeah. So to try to say, it's not just a young boy likes a young girl, it's a young boy who's quote-unquote actually a girl who likes a young girl that's quote-unquote actually a young man. And you just want to say, do you guys recognize that at the core you actually do know Mm. and understand God's good creation that a boy likes a girl? And just be okay with how God created you and let the young man like the young girl. But we're so, I mean, to get to where they got, they had to do so many gymnastics and you want to just say, God had a better, simpler way. Yeah. Just trust it.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. And it's also, I think it's also become quite fashionable now, hasn't it? To, to, yeah, to, to think that, that way. Um, when, when in actual fact it is, it is just a boy, <laughs> a boy lagging a girl and a girl lagging a boy. Um,
0: I actually worry that because of the culture we live in where we are so affirming, that that encourages people to engage in behavior and to say things that they don't actually believe, but because they know that they're going to get a ton of affirmation and attention um, that they may not have gotten just by being and behaving and thinking like God had created them. And so I actually think, as a culture we're encouraging errant thought because it's affirming Mm -hmm. and people are finding affirmation and worth from what i would say is biblically deviant thought process but the need for affirmation is so strong it's it's lending itself towards this
3: and that's something that, you know, we mentioned Romans 1, that Paul kind of ends that chapter with of people devising evil and then promoting it and encouraging others mm-hmm. to come along. And when we look at Romans 1, the fact sobering fact is, is that we are currently under God's judgment. It's not something that's yet coming. His wrath is being poured out upon our society and our prayer should be for him to be merciful and turn our hearts to him.
1: Hey, a great readable text real quick that does a ton of work on this is uh, Carl Truman's Strange New World. Um, Just if you want to understand how to think through this biblically and and understand why the world thinks the way it does currently, it's a great text. Strange New World by Carl Truman.
0: You've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We'll see you tomorrow.